0: We are on a mission,
1: a mission to save and revitalize independent pharmacy
0: on the Catalyst Pharmacy podcast.
1: You will get actionable business advice,
0: hear stories from industry leaders
1: and share a laugh with us.
0: Fuel your passion for pharmacy
1: one conversation at a time.
0: Hello, Sam and Mark.
2: How are we all doing? Alias you're says
0: guest four and guest five, so. <laughs> Sam, you're a guest four. Mark, you're a guest five, so.
3: All right. <laughs> if, I okay, you as, you if, I, if
0: I refer to you as guest four, I know who you are.
3: <laughs> that's, awesome. That's, just, that's awesome. That's just
1: not personal. That's just like. <laughs> just reading what's down there. I have never noticed
0: anything down there before. It's like guest four and
1: this guest This is, five. this is like. See, Sam is like a, a family friend. Like guest it's like the, the, the uncle that you see once building. a year at family reunions.
3: Because <laughs>
1: I've, I've, as long as I've been doing trade shows with Pioneer and working with Pioneer, I've, you've been a constant figure.
0: That's true. Where were you when we? Who were you working for when we first got together? Was that change? So I
3: was, I was tracking you down. Um, I was fairly new to LBM at the time, so and Pioneer was new because I was working with new tech at the time mm-hmm. so you were new so it was around the 2010 20, 2009 yes, 2010 it was it was 2010
1: because our first yeah. trade show was uh 2010 was that NCPA in Nashville it was yeah. and I think right. uh you had rented out like a, a suite at the top at the because it was Gaylord uh, Gaylord Opryland and you had rented like one of those big suites at the top and was hosting some big cocktail party up
3: there-hmm that, what made that so unique, marshaf was we hacked And remember, back then, there was a lot more PMS vendors mm-hmm. out there. Um, and we invited all of our clients. And so we had a, a, a hospitality suite with... Most people that competed with each other all in one room yeah. and everybody was getting yep. along. It was really interesting. Kind of like it in Chicago well, when they brought
0: together all the mob bosses, well, you know, and everybody's kind of <laughs> looking <laughs> at each other.
1: That, and I don't think that at each went other. over as well as you think because <laughs> the wall is sitting up in Vegas at the Mob Museum, uh, the uh-huh. St. Valentine's Day wall. But um, yeah. yeah. If anybody
0: had come and dressed as police, I'd have been out of there.
1: Mm. <laughs> mm, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I remember awesome. Richard Brooks was there. Uh, um because he was walking around he's like hey hey i want to introduce you to this person i want to you know typical in good fashion richard brooks Mm -hmm. Richard.
3: he actually he came up because we were giving out little invites to to our to our suite and he actually came up to me he wasn't on my list i wasn't working with him and he's looking at me like how can you be so disrespectful
0: i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) oh no see it is the mob (laughs) he's like like (laughs) so
3: exactly sam he's like wait a minute why are you
0: disrespecting me
3: Exactly. So we left like off the guy
0: from the north side.
3: <laughs> so at the time, so I said, "Here, I gave him the invite." He was a contract <laughs> killer. Was- and not only did he show up, <laughs> he brings Paul Hooper and. Yep. um Oh, I remember. Paul. Oh gosh, one other person that started that script. Uh, anyway, it was uh, Adam Adam Tremel. Do you guys remember him? Um, I he was part I of, um, When word was called back then, it was a change out before change how what was, E-Rx. M-D-on. it was MD and then it went to uh, change and, and
1: then, then, then M-D-on it-
0: went to ERX. Then went to okay. change. Okay. I thought, went back to I to thought it went to
1: change. Oh, <laughs> that's right. It was mm-hmm. ERX change. The back to ERX. Helped ERX okay. get
0: started. They started kicking their butt. They bought ERX, yep. then became ERX. Then right. Change right. to changed. Then split off and became ERX again and then came yep. back to change and used the name ERX.
3: Good memory, Jeff. <laughs> is that right? Yeah.
0: I, that's pretty yep. close. And now they're Optum.
1: At mm-hmm.
0: Optum. Yeah. They were at Cardinal in a Optum booth. Letters like this big. I'm like Jeff, had,
1: Jeff has switched from green tea to diet cokes and so he's getting that caffeine boost. Caffeine uh-oh. boost and the sugar, so he's been a chatty Cathy the past few mornings. Really? <laughs> I'm just laying it out there cuz you just, keep Cuz I keep talking.
0: A, this is a podcast.
1: Yeah, but this interrupting and not letting Sam finish is. I'm sorry. No, I, I, we have so to let's keep let's it bring interactive. It down.
3: <laughs> I'm used to that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: We have I to. We it. have to keep We're, it interactive. Nobody's allowed to talk you know, very long.
3: See. It's, Great it's question funny. to you, Jeff. Why aren't we going to see you in San Diego in a
0: couple weeks? San Diego is TSC.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Bivens is going, and Tim Carroll, along with Mike McManus and Mike Bettini. Okay. This is our only four or five days in the office. Yeah. And then we're back on the road. We fly out Monday. We come home Sunday. Then you guys turn around and fly out Monday, come home Wednesday. And then um, Mark flies out yeah. Friday. So, so Mark,
0: Mark and Tim are kind of working on that upmarket yeah. uh, in okay. the pharmacy world. And Mike and Mike are kind of working on pharma and that kind of mm-hmm. market. So um, we All went right. back and forth. One Direction's playing. We were like. We really should go, but yeah, a lot of times for us, that show, not, we're looking. Did you say for One dinner. Direction? Oh, I saw you did. it. did. One Republic, the other one. Just
1: making sure.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like One Direction's not a thing anymore, but yeah, I would love to see Harry Styles. I'm just putting it out there. Yep.
0: One, um. one Republic.
3: Uh, you had me on One Direction. I actually, I forgot <laughs> it. Yeah, it is One Republic. That's true. Think of a question. What is your favorite song? Okay. I mean, just in general, what is your favorite song? And you'll think about it forever and a week from now you're gonna say, Oh, I forgot about this song or you're here it. Like is this else. like forever right. or like currently? Well, just your favorite song of all time? Of is there all such a time? Thing? Wow. Right. That oh. question's gonna stick in your head for a long time and as I'm, you hear songs. There's
1: songs like going through my head right now and I'm just like, Yep, love that one. Ooh, love that one too. Right. But, right. No, right, what I, was I the first I one do- though?
0: What was the first song that popped into your mind?
1: Um, favorite song? Well, honestly, because of if you think about the whole mind game Monopoly thing of it, is you know, we're talking about One Republic, so I ain't worried about a thing. The Top Gun track song.
0: That's your favorite song of all time.
1: Right now it is because right it's what we're talking about. Is that because of the
0: salacious scene there in Top Gun? You, you thinking Who about the, you're the thinking about wild the shirtless guys, abs. you know, playing in the. Yeah, I see. So Infinitrack, it do y'all have a theme song?
1: Just ready to talk work right now. Okay, business, business, business.
0: We have a theme song? Y'all built a theme, Infinitrack? <laughs> That's a
3: darn good question. <sighs> do we have
0: an acronym? I cannot, every time I'm asked, do you know D C whatever, whatever? Can you you know the you know the initials? I can never anytime I'm called on the spot to talk about it, I can't remember. We need to come up with an acronym, like like something for each letter. No, no, no. We need to come up with something for each letter. What do they call that? When you, when you rem- do a memory by putting D-S-C-S-A. words on the-
1: D-S-C-S-A.
0: I bet we could have AI do that.
3: I bet you could. It's uh-huh. a good point. It's a good point. I actually was talking to a pharmacy yesterday. I was leaving a message, and they said, what do you do? And I said, I do D-S, and I've said it a hundred times. I say it a hundred times a day. Yep. And my mind went blank.
0: Yeah, I and know. Like, As you get older, you just when you down. want it, it doesn't come. <laughs> when you don't want it, you know, it's-
3: I literally had to write it down so I could say it. I'm like, wow. You know, so DSCSA.
0: Y'all should have something fun. I think that you should have something fun for the DSCSA. Mm. If you could come up with something that means what they're trying to do, like yeah. check that jurisdictional box. So what's going on in the yeah. DC? Any, what's, any, what's new? Any new? Do y'all, do y'all know anything from any insider stuff about DCSA? Do you think they're still going to uh, – is November still the date for the retailers? you think they're going to give the retailers a little – little grace. So there's a, well,
3: there's a lot of discussion around so many different pieces. As you know, the stakeholders in the in the industry are the the manufacturers, the mm-hmm. wholesalers and the pharmacies. Um frankly, as far as I'm concerned, the pharmacies have the tools or have resources to the tools to be compliant. It's the other two stakeholders are you know, especially the 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 wholesalers pushing back that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done. So there's yep. a lot of
0: yeah, well, manufacturers—they're manufacturers—don't manufacturers even have the two D barcodes and stuff today, right?
3: Well, uh, that that's Mark—I'll let you talk to that. I think that's done. That part is done.
2: Well, that was supposed to be done by 2018. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much done. I had—I just was on a call yesterday with the pharmacy that said they had some product without two D barcodes, but I, that was the first I'd heard of it okay. for a long time. But if they don't have them done, then there's a real problem. You're right, Jeff.
0: So when so. they say that the manufacturers are behind, it's not necessarily the 2D barcode. It's ne- it's uh, sending the data about that. Right.
2: It's exactly. It's getting the data in an EPC format, sending it down the line, being able to do product verification and product tracing. That whole package of interoperability. That's what they're they're behind on. They have the labels. It's just about the full electronic tracking. But everybody's in a sprint to try to get it done. But there are people who are saying, "Not quite."
0: So that so just give us the the ninety second for somebody who might be living under a rock and just came out to watch our podcast. Huh? It was good.
1: good. There we go. Um, <laughs>
0: of what is what is uh, DSCSA, and and how is it going to affect the pharmacy? So, drug yeah,
2: drug Supply Chain Security Act is creating a secure supply chain from the manufacturer to the dispenser to increase patient safety, keep bad drugs out of the supply chain, keep harmful drugs out of the supply chain. And it's basically tracking that product so you can verify that not only the, the trading partner is who they say they are, but the drug is what it says it is. So you're you're removing any possibility of harm for the patient's. Some people ask whether it's really needed, whether dispensers have to participate. But, the you know, the last big counterfeit event that was in the papers, that Gilead event, um, that, you know, a lot of drug got into the supply chain that was counterfeit. It went through a secondary, and um, it was caught by a dispenser. A dispenser caught that drug. Um, how did, how did they catch it? Well, it was, they had a patient. Who talked about their their reaction to the drug? They looked at the data they had, and then they said, "We think there's a problem with this drug." Hmm. And they they caught that there was a huge amount of product in the supply chain that was um that was uh, dangerous to their patients.
0: So not only was it counterfeit, but it was not the right drug. Or, it, it wasn't
2: right. It was it was a it was a counterfeit. Yes. but it
0: was bad counterfeit. It wasn't accurate counterfeit. It was a counterfeit, and it wasn't the actual drug. Exactly. Right.
2: The other red
3: flag that kicked in was the actual price. It was extremely lower than the regular price, so that that raised red flags as well. Right. Right. Exactly. So,
2: and that that brings up an important point that dispensers are really the firewall for the Drug Supply Chain Security Act. If the dispensers aren't that you know, aren't there active, then you're not going to catch counterfeit drugs. And the dispensers and the pharmacists—they're the ones with the experience, the the judgment mm-hmm. to catch these things. They're really protecting patients' safety with this with this law, um, and they're key to it all working well. Quite frankly, so. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah. So the DSCSA is the U.S. drug supply chain is the safest in the world by far. Um, this is just to to help manage the fact that. You know, just to help weed out any chance of getting it counterfeit or illegitimate pro- products into the into the supply chain, because it's all over the streets with the fentanyl issues and whatnot. I mean, there's 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 you know issues out there. It's keeping the drug supply, the pharmaceutical drug supply, clean um, from that. And just with that being said, this was 20, December of 2020 that this Gilead issue happened, so it's very recent. It, you know, yep. so. So that's back so to the top. So add together.
1: to the people who might be living under a rock, now that they are, a the rock because
0: they're listening to our podcast. It, <laughs>
1: or they might not necessarily da, 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 go to street shows and learn about da, these things going on. So, what is the effective date when all of this stuff is supposed to actually take a, into effect and be affecting their work, potentially working their workflow?
3: So it's been phased in in multiple phases. Mm -hmm. So today, there's pieces of DSCSA that the pharmacies are supposed to be doing. Things like making sure that they only order from licensed uh, or suppliers with a valid license, making sure that they receive all of the data with the product. It's accurate, complete, and store that for six years. Make sure you have a procedure in place today that outlines what to do if you receive an illegitimate product or a suspect, something that is damaged or it's it's a wrong shape pill or it looks different than the normal. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What is your procedure for quarantining that? Those are little pieces that should be in place today. Okay. Going to November 27, 2023 of this year, obviously, uh the interruptibility kicks in, and that is the traceability piece of it, which which is the most complicated portion as well. Mark, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over to
2: you to add with that interoperability phase, we go from lot level tracking to product level tracking. every every product will have its own unique serial number and the intent is to track all those drugs throughout the supply chain. We're collecting serial numbers, of course expiration dates, lot numbers, all of that information to be able to track that drug specifically and we're putting guards in place, like product verification, to be able to verify that that drug you're about to sell is the drug that um, the manufacturer made to make sure it's not a counterfeit. Um,
0: so when I get my order, yes. I will scan each bottle in?
2: You scan that bottle, that that barcode has a unique serial number for that bottle that tell you that, um, that you can confirm that's what it is and what it's supposed to be. Yeah, we yes.
0: somebody going around at uh, Cardinal saying, "Hey, their feature was that you could receive your order without having to scan it."
1: I don't <laughs> see how that's. <laughs>
0: and I would gonna say, be. yeah, no. that's a great. That's not an advanced feature. That's, that, that's a that's a wrong asking, feature. <laughs>
1: that's asking for an audit.
0: Well, no, that's just yeah. wrong. So you yeah. scan it. it for trouble. If something is missing, right, right, I I flag it. i somehow going to tell your software, "Hey, these were the ones that were wrong." Right. When I scan it right. and then I set right. them to the side and then what happens?
2: Well, the first thing you do is you try to get a, um, a replacement data for that um, for that product. Okay. If there's mm-hmm. something missing from you, mean, I'm sorry, Jeff, if something's missing in the data set. Right. You no, try no, no, to get no. no. So, so you sit data.
0: down and and it says this serial number and I have a different serial number. Right. Right, it got picked and it's- scanned wrong. And so what's going to happen? Am I going to, that that one that I actually have, so I've basically told your software, I got this one, I didn't get this one, is your software right. going to send it in and try to get the wholesaler to reconcile that?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's what we call exceptions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either receiving a product without data or data without a product. And those are, are uh, you need to take action on those immediately. You need to get the data from the wholesaler for the product if you don't have the data. Uh, and you have to do a product verification to make sure it is what it is. Uh, those exceptions are going to happen more often with interoperability because we're moving from using EDI data feed to this EPSIS data feed, yep. which is a big, big jump for for the um, for the industry. And there's going to be more mistakes and those exceptions will be happening, and you, you need to be taking care of those. Yeah, I remember um, one of the and big
0: things that, my, that the Morrison-Dixon, when we were part of them, hung their hat on, was a very, very high accuracy of orders, right? They would scan all their orders where a lot of wholesalers had a – so there definitely is, and I'm, I'm telling people, people I'm talking to, you know this, right? You get inaccuracies in your orders sometimes, right? And, and so when that happens – now, how fast is that going to be? So I, I, I got the wrong bottle, um, and I, it sends it back to your software. Does somebody have to physically do something at the other side, or do you look at the data over there and say, oh, yeah, no, they have it?
2: Well, it depends on what the problem is. Well, we would, Ideally, we can fix the problem by the end of the day so you don't have to quarantine the product for a long time. Um, if it, initially, what you're going to do is talk to the wholesale the trading partner, get the correct data for that product, but if you can't get the direct, the, the data, correct data for that product, then it may actually be a counterfeit. Okay, that so. you need to counterfeit and report to the FDA. Yes, yeah,
0: so so talking to the wholesaler. Does that mean I'm picking up my phone and I'm calling the wholesaler or am I talking through
2: your software? Talking through the software. Okay,
0: so the software is telling the wholesaler, hey. Yeah, this would. I I. I don't have this, data this, for these items, and I don't have flagged. items for this data. It, you know, basically, they picked right. it wrong, right? They, right. Mm-hmm. right. They yeah. put the wrong thing. They scanned okay. one and put a different one in the in the in the uh, tote, right?
2: Or it could be something missing. There could be something was right. taken out of the tote accidentally or something fell out. Right. Yeah. right. 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 So, so in that case, they just need to, to
0: they just need to move that remove that from my order and resend it. All right.
2: right. So. The FDA has said that for the missing product with exceptions, they'd like that reported. They'd like you to keep track of that in case it, it's actually a case of people stealing drugs right. out of this. So it's so they can track down that the theft of that, the drug that
1: delivery ever.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So uh, what happens today is sometimes I get the wrong product. So let's say they pick the wrong product. They scanned it right. So I got all the data. The data matches. But I have. The, but they but sent the me the pill, wrong thing. Yeah. Right. And and, right. and, and they, they picked it wrong.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, right now, hopefully, that would your software help them figure it out. So, so the the software has a method too. To I say, hey, I'm sending this back to my yeah. wholesaler. Well,
2: yeah, is it we communicate directly with the wholesaler? Say, I'm sending this this back. So that handles the the uh, compliance part of it, and so make sure that they was they you're sending it back, and it was a wrong pick, or you need that at the um, proper data. So you can keep it within your system.
0: All right. So um, I am a model where, uh, let's just say the moose drug model, right? I Uh I have multiple moose drugs pharmacies. They're named. They're partially owned by the same person, right? I go help people start pharmacies and I own a portion of that pharmacy or maybe like an Osborne model. And so uh, this is a partially owned model and I'm going to move a drug from one pharmacy to the other. How do I do that?
2: So um, in order to move a drug from one pharmacy to the other, you need to actually create that T three data and send it with the drug. Our our platform has a tool that creates that data for you. Okay. Both with, with the with the history that we've gathered with the serialized say, the serialized data that's been sent mm-hmm. and, and actually the trading partner information and sending it to that to that other pharmacy. Now you said they're partially owned by if they're commonly held you don't have to track them between the the pharmacies. Right, so so let's say that if I well, wholly own if I fully own them if
1: you fully they're not different LLCs
2: them. right
1: you don't you you're not
2: Then I don't have to
0: track it I can right. just move it
2: don't you don't track it you, all, you, you also don't have to track it if, it, if it's a um if it's a patient specific drug. So if if one pharmacy has an emergency that Jeff needs a needs amoxicillin and needs it right now. I don't have it in my inventory. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to another pharmacy and get that drug for that patient-specific um, purchase, and you don't have to track it. But in any other situation, you, you right. do so if have it's specific, to specific.
0: Like if it comes in the dispensing size, and I get it okay. from them for that, um, don't have to. Still, might be a good practice to do that. Um, yeah, and a lot of these models where they're partially owned, they're different LLCs and there's a structure. And and I, I think that's probably so, but in your software, I can say, Hey, I'm, I'm taking this bottle and I'm sending this bottle to X pharmacy over there. And then they're going to get the proper deal and receive it just like it came from a wholesaler. Exactly. They'll
1: get the proper yep. data. Yeah. Okay.
0: And in the same way, if it's wrong, they can send it back and all that, all that stuff's going to, going to work.
2: Absolutely. But, yeah. Now
3: so keep in mind with DSCSA, the, the, um, it stops when because there's a lot of confusion as far as well does it go down to the patient do i have to track it down to the patient dscsa stops when the pharmacy takes ownership of the product so once 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 it hits the warehouse and then if your chain hits the warehouse and then you distribute it you don't need to track it it's when you take ownership is when it 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 stops
0: is that november 27th dscsa stops at the pharmacy and in the future it's going to stop at the patient is there any laws today that have a future date where I'm going to need to track serial dispensing to the patient?
2: No, no. That's a common misconception. People think that we're going to eventually track to the patient, but it's, it's just tracking to the dispenser when it changes ownership. Once it's dispensed, you know, it's, you know, tracking is not yeah. happening. You though. know,
0: our recommendation to patient, uh, to our pharmacies is to start doing that. Right. Yep. If if we import in now, that's the difference. Somebody asked today, what's the difference between integrated and non-integrated uh, method? Yep. And integrated could mean we could bring those files on in and know. Or even today, um, Pioneer, you can scan the two D barcode and it'll store the serial number. It's not tracking inventory right. by serial number, but we'll store it, and that right. it gets you easy. You are there are reasons to dispense by lot and expiration, and that two D barcode gets you that. So the serial number kind of gets you for free. Um, so there would be value out there for people using that 2d barcode to dispense to a patient.
2: I agree. There's a great deal of value. You can, if you have a problem with a drug or a recall, you can tell exactly where it is, what patient has it, and you can advise them. I mean, the whole system is about increasing patient safety. So if you can use the system to reach the patient directly, if there's a problem, then there's a, enormous amount of value I think
0: and really cool value and be able to say hey I know the profit I made on that pill
2: right I know what that oh, you're right. I know what that serial number bottle
0: cost me I know what I dispensed for it you know I really have that type of um you know we could probably talk all day about replacement cost versus average cost paid and that kind of stuff but uh, you know it's certainly yeah. interesting especially with the high variability of hey this month I may buy generic at this price and next month I may buy it twice the price and average gets kind of weird yeah uh, be that way it's cool. So, so what do you guys? So, um, I call you guys on November twenty fifth, and you get me set up, and I'm ready to go on November twenty seventh. Yeah, right?
1: What? <laughs> so, so yeah. Let's let's back up and be realistic. When you like know, the hey, twenty thousand pharmacies call on? you, and I I want to start doing this. And know what you should done. So, what is the rec? What does the setup timeline look like? I mean, is it is it different per state, like STC, or is it just you sign up and then there's like a three month process?
3: So there are, the, the process is unique by pharmacy or chain or what have you. Okay. It's all based on your suppliers. So when the pharmacy signs up with our, for our service, the first thing we do is get a listing of their suppliers. Who do you buy from? You know, your primary, your secondary, even those that you purchase from a couple times a year or not as often. We get a list of all those suppliers. Um, we're currently... Connected to well over three hundred suppliers, and that number is growing, growing each day. Uh, so what we do is we take, uh, we reach out to each supplier. In many cases, we're already working with them, and we set up today an EDI connection. So when that pharmacy places the order, we get the T three data or the eight fifty six, which is the electronic data for that product to to, to store. That is where the time. Is, is spent, is how long does it take to build those connections with each of the suppliers?
1: Okay, so- The big guys, they I, turn around pretty quickly. Yeah. So I sign up with you, and you uh-huh. have all but one of my suppliers that you're currently talking to, and you're getting the, getting the data back and forth. Good. Can I still sign up? Or, am, or are you going to have to wait until you get the data from that other supplier?
0: You just have to 27th, you can't get product from that <laughs> you other just can't one get product until you. From that other. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: So if it's like, and
1: that just would be like a secondary wholesaler. Yeah. Okay. And so you've got to f- find a new supplier.
2: While well, we have those 300 or so connections, some of them we don't have connections for because none of our customers has requested and yet Right. they're not yep. going right. to make that connection unless there's a purchase happening. We we're able to connect to all the suppliers. It's just a matter of when the when the customer makes finding that request. Finding a customer, right.
1: right? We we get that. It, you know, finding a customer like we're not going to do this integration with this product unless we have a mutual customer using you.
2: I I think it's important to remember that time frame when you're signing up. You know, there's a time frame for implementation. But then there's a time frame for working with your staff to make sure they're applied. Right. They're doing it properly. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's
0: not a big, yeah. big bang. So, so really people should be doing this today.
1: They should start practicing right. it today. I,
0: I know we were, um, we were the, the guys, the, the red cell guys were super excited. They had a thousand people sign up for the webinar. On on DSCSA, and I was like, right. yes, but that should have been nine thousand, <laughs> you know. Yes, that's, that's nine, way nine. more than normal. You know, normally maybe we have a hundred people on a webinar, so it should have been
3: ten thousand. Wait, Jeff, that was a really really good webinar. It was just this week, and <laughs> the phones and the, the you know, we we got inundated. There's, nice, we're, we're up to at least. I know it's not nine thousand yet, but the goal is to get as many. We had this. We're up to almost. What two fifty? I don't have the actual number. About two hundred and fifty pharmacies already yeah. chewed up to, to to get set up. Well, and the message so. there,
0: it needs to be ten thousand. Yeah, this, You're right. This isn't optional for anybody.
1: It's it's not right. optional. Exactly. And so, you know, pegging back onto the initials. So, um, mm-hmm. one, we are four months down and counting until this is until it's this scary. goes live, so, right. which is which right. is scary. So, yeah. when what is the last deadline where it's going to be? hard to get somebody signed up what what i mean like jeff said i'm it's november 25th and i call you and say turn it on get me what what would you say is the last deadline before november 27th when you can make something happen for a pharmacy or get them going on the program
3: sure mark let me start on that I and mean, then you could you could finish from from your standpoint that's a hard question to answer right. because you know how people wait right the, the pipeline or the uh, backlog is just
0: building yeah. so much so, so, so the they said is, inundated with 250 people so yeah. 2500 people had called
1: they right. would that would be a problem they we're, yeah. were putting
3: in the, the resources to, to, to be able to do that but it was just a one day boom mm-hmm. that 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 webinar was so successful is what I'm getting at based mm-hmm. on the number of people uh, you know that, that signed up versus, you know, signed up for the webinar versus come in and then register for the service.
0: Mm. There also is some number I have to have, right? I have to have a number that I have to get? Uh, a
2: GLM number. Yeah.
0: GLM number. And there seems to have been some confusion with that because some of the wholesalers have gotten one for me. So it's a global
3: location number. Okay. Um, market. yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it's inside out, so.
2: So it's a global location number. It's basically a digital address for your pharmacy. Um, and everybody's going to need to have one in order to receive product because the computer systems will identify you by that digital address, which is a GLN. Now, the uh, industry and GS1 and the wholesalers realize that getting all the independent pharmacies signed up on GLN is going to be a, a heavy lift. So many wholesalers, not many, McKesson, Cardinal, ABC, and Smith decided to buy blocks of GLNs and assign them to their customers. Okay. So they had a GLN, so they don't have a problem, you know, as we move into interoperability. So, But if I'm know, using many...
1: multiple suppliers, is my GLN going to be different per supplier?
2: That's a great question. The answer is no. The okay. GLN is unique to your pharmacy, and all the all the wholesalers will be sharing those GLNs, and they'll be. Um, it, it's like the address to your house, right? Where but you I could ship, have got assigned to, right?
0: Right. Let's say or, I'm buying yeah. from McKesson and Parmed, I could have been assigned to and not supposed to. Is that correct? Correct.
3: That's a yes, you yeah. could. That that has that's and that's correct. happening. Yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Okay. okay. So they're so they're check. So I'm buying from McKesson. I switch to this to Amerisource.
0: Well, that's happening too, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's happening yeah. too. So instead of going, great, you're a new pharmacy, you need a GLN, are they running a query to see if you've already been assigned a GLN?
2: They should be, yes. Right. Okay. Uh, G- GS1 has a database that they all, they all have access to, we have access to. When we sign on a customer, we first look and see if they have a GLN. And if they have multiple GLNs, right? Okay, so that was um, my
1: next question. Where do I get? Where do I n- get my identifying number to be able to give that to you? But you guys are able to already query. Y'all that.
0: can look it up. I got yeah, you. Yes. So I, it's not a hey, I need to do this first, where I call you. I can call you. You can look up my number.
3: Not only do we exactly. do that, we'll also recommend if they have multiple, which one to use. Now, if but I don't, usually,
0: if I if I call you and I don't have a number, can you get me a number?
2: We can yep. help you walk through that. Yeah, that's okay. part of. As part of our implementation process, we can help you get the number from GS1, but that GS1 is the one that issues a number, so we just help you get it from them.
0: And and how long does that take?
2: Uh, that's done pretty then, darn fast. Pretty
0: pretty minutes, darn fast. All right. So I like they, they,
3: they, it's it's they, there is a fee. There's a thirty dollar one time fee to sign to sign up. That's why GS1 wants the pharmacies to do the actual right. signing up. Okay. So, oh, but it's very, very quick. So
1: now that this is becoming part of the ordering process, um, is this something that pharmacies are going to have to, you know, well, I don't have one. This is the G, the number that was assigned to me from DSCA or from Infinitrac. Um, I mean, eventually these are going to have to be consolidated if there's multiple out there for one pharmacy, right?
2: Yes. So they... When you look at the GS1 database, these um, GLNs, if there's numerous ones, they have a priority of which ones to start with. Um, okay. But eventually they're going to have to clean it up right yeah. now. but
0: Why didn't they um, use NCPDP or NPI or use a number we already had
2: rather than creating a new number? A Good question, because they didn't talk to Jeff Keefers. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> good point. Thank you, podcast guest number five.
3: The GS1 is designed, for, it's for serialization and it's linked to an address. Okay. Um, Physical so that's it. It's more for, for yeah, tracking exactly what that is. Okay. GS1. So I'm
1: just going to go ahead and pause and put this out there for anybody listening or go watching. Good
0: pause and put
1: this it, out there. If you're going to keep calling them podcast guest four and podcast guest five, let's go ahead and clarify who is who. So podcast guest oh, that's true. four five on the screen is, is Sam, Sam Fizo, and five is Mark. And five is Mark. Okay. That's Thank good. you. I've All just right. got to put that clear because I'm using your names. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just going to be funny if somebody walks up to you at NACDS or at yeah. NCPA and goes, "Hey, podcast guest number 5. I think when they edit it,
0: they can they can put that over that when I when I say it, they can put it over their face.
1: It's gonna it's gonna show Sam P's. It's gonna say Mark guest comma, podcast
0: guest number five. <laughs> <laughs> Sam comma podcast guest number
3: four. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny.
1: Okay, so, um, also, I'm going to throw this out there, kind of add to our listeners and viewers and watchers, so uh, we love you, but um, if you are interested in watching the webinar, it is on PioneerX University, so, because we, we do them live, and then we repost them on Pioneer University, so yeah, also, if anybody wants to yeah, see it. Yeah, for all it, Red
0: Cell, it's there. Yeah,
1: for, in, for all of Red Cell um, PioneerX users, it's on PioneerX University, so if you want to watch this and get more information, what is some other stuff that we should be sharing with them, so... Who should yeah. they? What what website should they go to? Who well, should they on, ask on, yeah. for? And for
0: the rest of the people who haven't yet joined, and for
1: the rest of the, the people rest of the
0: red cell family who, where they belong, then who uh, might not
1: necessarily use? Where could they learn? There are other
0: people you can you yeah. can buy Infitrack track through other things, through buying groups and right? and things like that. So uh, where would they go? For where that is a information? good
1: starting point?
0: From you guys.
3: www.infinite track that is i n f i n i t r a k
0: no c a just no a .us. So
3: you go in and you can schedule a demo or you can go straight in and and register. There's different levels. So if you're not bread sale, you can, um, and then you are part of a different group that we are partnered with, whether it's another software vendor or a GPO Mm -hmm. or what have you, there is a list that they'll have that they can choose from if they're part of one of those groups and that will get them into the page that has the information that is pertinent to the relationship of Infinitrack and that group. Mm-hmm. If they're not associated with anyone, there's just a generic um, landing page that they can navigate all within that website to sign up.
0: Oh.
1: Fantastic. Does that,
0: does that help? Yep. Is the product mature? Do you have a product roadmap? Is there different stuff coming in the future? If you said, hey, do you have ideas of things you're going to do Later on, they're going to add to this uh, value add. Maybe things that'll be an add on or something they can uh, purchase more. What would those be?
2: Uh, so yeah, we're working on some some more value add stuff for the for the platform. Now we haven't really announced them yet.
3: Maybe a teaser, you know? Yeah, uh, verification router service. Okay. Okay.
2: What does that do? What, is,
0: what does was verification routing service do?
2: But it, it verifies the products. If you need to verify a product um it's part part of the part of the serialization is being able to verify the exact product by either scanning or or uh, sending the serialized data to make sure that it's identical to what the manufacturer made so and that to verify the VRS Verified router service makes that that uh communication instantaneous to the to the manufacturer you get a result back in seconds so you don't have to quarantine a product for any period of time you get an answer on whether it's a yep. counterfeit immediately.
0: So, so, there are people, um, other people providing this service. Uh, one of the people at Cardinal who provides this service was also, was touting that there are other things that can be wrong in the data file. That's an auditor problem risk and that their software scans for other problems in the data file. Uh, is yep. that a thing? Uh, Do you guys do that too? We do that too. We do
2: that too. As we're receiving that data, our system scans that data to make sure all the elements that are required for compliance are in that data in that transaction. Okay. And if it's not, then our system produces a flag for the product, and we'll send you an email alert saying this product is missing some data. Okay. And um and then we um, what what you should do in that event is. Get new data from the from the trading partner. Um, some people will say you need to correct it, but that's not true. You need to get new data because okay. all this data has to be un, unadulterated as it comes from the manufacturer mm. to the dispenser. Right, so, so in the
0: software, you'll need to request, <laughs> you guys will know the data was mangled, and you will right. request new data. Is
2: right, that correct? Exactly. Okay. New data and request that you hold that product until we get the new data for you, which... Can happen instantaneously, well, not instantaneously, but can happen very quickly. Gotcha. So as long as you know it's missing. So and our system tells you that.
1: Okay, so as as we're coming kind of close to the end of this, I do want to throw one more as far as going back to you a lot to, of throwing today. I do a lot, <laughs> yes. I do
0: a lot of throwing. <laughs> just throw it out. I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Soft they're
1: softballs. They're softballs. Go ahead. Um okay, so I've got the website. I'm reaching out to you to get signed up on the program. What is some information I need to be prepared and have in hand out my name. that you guys are gonna ask for? And I'm gonna be like, okay, let me look that up.
2: So we're gonna ask you obviously for your, your location, your pharmacy mm-hmm. license. We're gonna ask you for your trading partners with their with their account numbers. Um, and we're gonna ask you for a list of users that you want to have access to the system. Those are kind of the key bits of information. Most important of which is those trading partners and your account numbers for those trading partners. So they're going to make that connection and start re- receiving the data as quickly as possible.
1: But you're, there's no not going to be any questions about what pharmacy software I'm using because you're connecting with all of them? I'm sorry. Or...
2: I'm sorry. There is going to be a key question of what your pharmacy software is.
3: That's a great point because we actually just updated our service um, for, for Red Cell. Um mm-hmm. As well because we were getting, you know, the, the side ups we have, we have a drop down that says what is your PMS? So is it Pioneer? Is it QS1? Is it Prime or Um Prime mm-hmm. Care or Axis? We're getting a lot of blanks. So we actually now made it that's a mandatory field right. to to, yeah. to do before you move forward. So we know which system you're running.
0: What about these groups that help me split the order up? Things yeah. like Cherry Pick or um, Esri RX or something like that. That my order might get solved by several different wholesalers. Are you working with that, like cherry pick, or are you working? Is that going to come from the wholesalers through the cherry pick? Or are you going to because because they've been doing a lot of work to create an EDI where they they order looks like you know they can send us a, a consolidated EDI. Are they going to consolidate the DSCS DSCSA form? Woo! That's right there on the screen. Oh yeah, okay
2: stop telling my secrets Go ahead. <laughs> so it it depends on which one you're talking to but but we resolve that by getting that data either from that entity or the wholesalers that are that they're working with um esri we get it directly from them so we have to connect to the wholesalers that they're working with but um but you're right that's a challenge but yep. we were able to receive all that data
3: To to add to your question, too, Jeff, adding in outside of those types of connections, 340Bs. Oh, yeah. So, Mark, you Mm. you want to touch on
1: that real quick? Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so 340Bs, it gets a little bit complicated, but essentially, the data is sent to two places, to the covered entity and to the contract pharmacy. Okay. Um, And actually, the GLNs help a lot with that because every entity actually has two GLNs, a GLN that's a bill to and a GLN that's a ship to. And what the one we really care about is the ship to because we're tracking the product. Mm. But in that, in that case you would send, they would send a set of data to the bill to covered entity. And then the set of data to the ship to uh, the ship to entity, which is a contract pharmacy. It gets a little bit confusing making those connections. And it's a little bit more work, but you have some, you know, it, it um it's important that you're doing
0: it. Yeah. So I I guess if hopefully everybody listening to this is getting the time to do this is now. Yes. There could be some complications depending on how you're ordering. If you're using, you know, Cherry Pick, some type of aggregator, if you're, you've got multiple numbers out there, this isn't a thing that you're going to call on the 15th of November and they're going to turn on. Okay. And, and, and and nobody's going to feel sorry for you when you're one of. Five thousand people calling on November fifteenth. So you you need to right. do this today. Don't it's wait. not going to get postponed. It's going to happen. Yep. Um. The time to do this is now. now. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so. guys, we're. You. I guess we won't see you. You guys going to be a mayor source? Who's going to be a mayor source?
3: No, we're not doing that this no, year. are not doing that this year. So, but
1: NCPA in October. We'll be at NCPA. Okay. Yes, we
3: will be at NCPA. Yes. So we will be at TM and ACDS. Total Store Expo in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and then our next one will be NCPA Annual at Orlando. So Fantastic. that will be our
0: next. So, uh, one. So AI generated dancing squirrels can swing awesome. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. It was fun.
1: Great Thank to see you so much. Always good to see you, Sam. Sam you. and Mark. Mark. Seen. podcast like, guests four I can and do five. it podcast four. guests four and five
0: heard it here he can first be
1: taught. you guys
0: right. have a great weekend and, and we'll so see much. you next time All right. we appreciate it thank All you right. so much right. bye
1: bye bye thank you for watching the Catalyst Pharmacy podcast
0: if you enjoyed today's episode please like subscribe and follow us wherever you get your podcast give us a five star rating on Apple podcast to help us reach more pharmacy professionals like you